Welcome back to Heroes of the Faith, a show where we are inspired by the lives of the saints so that we can become saints ourselves. I'm your host, Deacon Isaac Longworth, and I'm sure all of us can remember moments in our life that affected us so profoundly that they changed the direction of our life forever. And I remember one of these moments taking place when I was in grade 10. When I was in grade 10, I went to the March for Life in Ottawa, Canada. This was an anti-abortion march. And I had always been raised pro-life. I had been raised Catholic. I had been raised with the belief that all human life is sacred, is valuable, and that pre-born babies deserved the right to live. Now, while I was at the March for Life, I saw for the first time a picture of what abortion looked like. There was a person there holding a sign that had a picture on it of a 10-week-old aborted baby. And it was a brutally violent image. And as I looked at the little body of this baby displayed on the sign, something in my 10th grade heart broke. Something in me broke. I don't remember ever feeling that sad and that convicted before. And in fact, the whole ride home on the bus, I could not get the image of that little broken baby out of my mind. And I knew that something in me had changed. I knew that from that moment forward, I had to dedicate my life to ending this evil that I had seen with my own eyes. And from that moment on, I became much more involved in the pro-life movement. Eventually, I ended up uh, traveling around Canada, doing presentations on the street with similar images, engaging people in conversations. I started traveling in the United States, giving uh, talks, doing street activism, visiting universities and high schools, and even going to actual abortion clinics to try to convince the women there to choose life for their children. It changed the course of my life and I became so much more involved in the fight to end abortion. Now, the reason I share this story is because the saint I want to tell you about today is the patron saint of the pro-life movement because she exemplified in her life the value of all human beings, including pre-born children, that even though they may look weak and defenseless, that they deserve the right to live. And that saint that I want to tell you about is Saint Gianna Beretta Mola. Gianna was born in Italy in the year 1922, and she was the 10th child of 13 children. So a big old Catholic Italian family. Both her parents were actually very faithful Catholics, and they raised Gianna from the time she was little to love the Lord. And so Gianna lived a very normal Catholic life. She had her first communion when she was six years old. She was confirmed at the age of eight. She went to mass often with her family. And her parents were so involved in the church that they would put on retreats for people to teach them how to pray, to help them come alive in their faith if they'd been away from church for a long time. And so even as a little girl, Gianna was already helping her parents put on these retreats, helping not only grow in her own faith, but to share that faith with others. And so as she grew into uh, being a teenager, Gianna's relationship with God took on a very joyful tone. She was full of gratitude for all of the good things that the Lord had given her. One of the things she was thankful for was her very life. She saw her life as a gift from God. And she also saw all of creation 
as a gift from God to her. It was like this big playground from God that she could rejoice in. She was a big outdoors girl. She loved skiing. She loved climbing mountains. She was very adventurous. She was fun. She was athletic. She wanted to live her life to the full because she saw her life as a treasure, as a gift from God that he had given her to be joyful with. She loved painting. She loved going to concerts. She loved going to the movies. And in everything in her life, she recognized that God has created me. He's given me all that I am and he will take care of me. And so I trust him because he's in control of me, because he's in control of my life. If I need something from him, I will pray and I will trust that he will get me through whatever I face. And when Gianna was 15 years old, this trust that she had in God was put to the test because her older sister tragically died. And this was a huge shock. It was obviously heartbreaking for such a joyful teenager to experience death so soon from one of her older sisters. Now her parents helped Gianna cope with this loss, helped her to mourn the loss of her sister. They told her Gianna All of life is a gift from God. It's a treasure that we have here on earth, but one day all of us will die. And the lesson we can learn from this is that God alone is the author of life and death. That human life is so valuable that he decides how long our life is. We as human beings have no right to take the life away from another. And so Gianna uh, endured this tragedy and she learned in a deeper way because of the death of her sister the fleeting nature of life and how precious it is when we have it. Now in this tragedy, she learned that God is still in control because this life is not all that there is. That ultimately we're not living for this life, no matter how joyful it is, no matter how beautiful creation is, but we are living for heaven. And so Gianna, because of this experience of losing her sister, became even more committed to living for God in the future, to live for a life with him forever in heaven and to prepare for that life even here on earth. And so she carried a rosary with her in her purse and she would pray whenever she had the chance, a couple Hail Marys on that rosary, whether she was going grocery shopping or off to the park, wherever she was going, she would try to pray the rosary. She would stop into the church when she passed by, even if it was just for a few minutes to stop in and say hi to Jesus before going on with whatever she needed to do. Now, while this was going on, tragedy struck the Beretta household again because Gianna's father became very sick with anemia. And one of the consequences of his illness was that his mental health began to suffer. And so the loving Beretta family rallied together to help take care of their dad. And Gianna learned a new lesson during this time of his illness. She saw the beauty of caring for those who were weak and who were sick. It wasn't always easy to take care of her dad as his mind began to go. He became very difficult to deal with. But even though it was a sacrifice, Gianna saw the goodness of taking care of this man who had spent so much of his life lovingly taking care of her. But unfortunately, the stress of all of this illness on her dad had an effect on Gianna's mom as well. And her mother died suddenly of a heart attack only to be followed four months later by her dad dying as well. 
And so Gianna lost both of her parents in a very quick amount of time. And she once again had to realize that even though the sadness and the loss seemed overwhelming, that God was in control, that he had not abandoned them and that life was still worth living, that life was still a good and joyful thing that God had given. And she treasured the memory of her parents and looked forward to seeing them again one day in heaven. Now, Gianna uh, had a passion to help others. And so she decided to go to medical school and she did very well there. She was very intelligent, very smart, uh, but she didn't just study when she was there, even though the exams were intense. She also joined a club there that promoted Catholic social teaching. Now, you might not have heard of the term Catholic social teaching. This is basically any teaching of the Catholic Church that applies to how human beings build up a just and good society. And so it focuses a lot on teaching about the dignity of the human person, the value of every single human life, that God has created human beings in his image, and that because of that, human life must be respected. It is valuable that every person deserves to be treated with love no matter what. So that means that in our society, there needs to be specific laws that support the weak and the vulnerable. Laws and systems in place that take care of the elderly, that take care of the poor and the sick and pre-born babies. That our society needs to be built up in such a way that the value and dignity of the human person is upheld and respected. And so she joined this club and she put these beliefs into practice. She would volunteer her time to help the elderly and the poor. She would visit them. She would take care of their physical needs. She would sometimes just sit with them and treat them with the respect that many people in society didn't give them because they thought that they were elderly and uh, useless to society. But Gianna saw the value that they had by the very fact that they were made in the image of God. Now, this was a very difficult time for her to be in school. It was a difficult time for Italians in general because World War II was raging through Europe and there was heavy bombings almost every single night in the city of Milan where she was studying. But she trusted that God would provide for her, that he would keep her safe. And she spent her time also caring for those who had been injured or who had lost their homes because of the war. Now, her brother was a priest serving as a missionary in Brazil, and he offered to his sister Gianna the chance to come on mission with him. He said, Gianna, the the people that I'm caring for here in Brazil, they're so poor that they are not able to afford health care. We need a doctor. We need someone with your medical training. And Gianna was interested in going. She wanted to go and help the poor in Brazil. She wanted to go on mission with her brother, but her own health was too bad to go. She suffered with chronic illness, and so she wasn't able to meet the requirements to go to Brazil. But rather than letting this get her down, depress her, Gianna realized, well, God must want me to serve here in Italy. There are sick and there are poor here in Italy that I can take care of just like I wanted to in Brazil. And so she opened up her own clinic when at 27 years old, she became a doctor specializing in pediatric care. And she saw this clinic that she opened up more than just a job to make money. She saw it as her mission in life to care for people. Gianna once wrote about her vision of what it was to be a doctor. She wrote, we doctors touch Jesus in the bodies of our patients. 
in the poor, in the young, the old, and children, Jesus makes himself seen in our midst. And so Gianna treated every single one of her patients as if he was Jesus himself. She treated them with the same love and care as she would show for the Lord. And because she was involved in pediatric care, she maintained long-term contact with the mothers who came into her office. She taught them how to care for their children, how to uh, take care of their nutrition. She gave them parenting advice. She also taught them the value of their children. She said to the mothers, you have such an amazing vocation in life to take care of your kids. These are treasures entrusted to you by God. Now, across the street from Gianna's office was a man named Pietro Mola, a young engineer who was quite taken by the beautiful doctor who worked across the street from him. He thought Gianna was so attractive, so joyful, but like most guys, he didn't really know what his in was with her. He thought to himself, how do I talk to her? How do I, how do I get into a conversation? Well, his opportunity came when a mutual friend invited both Gianna and Pietro to come to the same event. And he finally mustered up the courage to talk with her. They hit it off, and eventually the two of them began dating. And so when Pietro eventually proposed to her, Gianna was so joyful. She had truly fallen in love with this handsome engineer, and the happy couple seemed to be made for each other. Pietro and Gianna would write letters back and forth to each other, and Pietro once wrote in his journal, The more I know Gianna, the more I am convinced that God could not have given me a greater gift than her love and companionship. And so the two were hopeless romantics, hopelessly in love with each other, and their wedding day was one of the happiest days of Gianna's life. She was so in love with her husband. The couple quickly had three children. They had a boy followed by two girls, and they became a very happy and holy family. Now, I mentioned that Pietro and Gianna would write letters to each other a lot. That's because Pietro had to go away on business for several months at a time over the years. And we still have these love letters that they would write back and forth to each other, giving us a record of their love for each other, the relationship that these two had. They talked back and forth about their treasures, their three children, and Gianna wrote to Pietro her dreams for the family. She said, with God's help and blessing, we will do our best to make our new family a place where Jesus reigns over all of our affections, all of our desires, all of our actions. We will become collaborators with God in his creation and so we will be able to give him children that love and serve him. So we see the holy desires, the holy dreams that Gianna had for her children, that she would make her home into a place where Jesus was king over all that happened in the family. Now, as I'm speaking, you might be thinking to yourself, well, this marriage sounds pretty much perfect. Like this family seems to have it all together. And while Gianna and Pietro had a very loving and good marriage, no marriage is perfect, not even a saint's, and they had their fair share of trials. Gianna and Pietro had some tension over how much he had to travel. She wasn't a big fan of how much he was traveling. She wanted him to be back home with the family, especially when he went off on a business trip to America while she was pregnant 
with her child. And so she was writing letters lovingly, but firmly saying, Pietro, I need you back home. I need you to come home soon. So uh, the tension between them uh, was strong at times, but they always were able to work it out by communicating with each other and telling each other what they needed from the relationship. The couple also suffered um, two losses. Uh, Gianna miscarried two of her children. She lost two treasures that she never got to meet. And because of her uh, overwhelming love for life and the realization that life is so precious, she really took these losses very hard. And this belief that Gianna had that life is precious would soon be put to the ultimate test when she became pregnant again with a baby girl. And two months into the pregnancy, she began experiencing pain and complications. Now, pregnancy had always been difficult for Gianna. She always had a very difficult time um, delivering and carrying the child. But this time, something was different. And when she went to her doctor, they recognized that she had a tumor growing in her uterus. And the doctors told her, Gianna, uh, this tumor needs to be taken care of. And there are three options that we'll present you with. The first one is a full hysterectomy, where we'll have to remove your entire uterus, which means that you will no longer be able to have children, but it's relatively safe for you. And unfortunately, because we're removing the womb, the baby who is inside you will die. Now, Gianna knew that this option uh, would be a moral option to do because even though the baby would die accidentally, it wasn't like the doctors were intending to kill the child. So she knew that that was an option she could take. Now, the doctors also told her, Gianna, uh, there's another option we could take where we could give you an abortion, where we will go in and actually kill your baby. Unfortunately, the baby will die, but hey, you will still be able to have children in the future and the abortion will be relatively safe for you. Now, Gianna knew right away that she couldn't do this choice, that this abortion would be intentionally targeting her child to die, not just as an accident or as a side effect, but it would be directly killing her baby. And so she said, is there any third option? And they said, yes, Gianna, we can remove the tumor which means that you will still have children, your baby will survive, but this is actually very unsafe for you. So we don't advise you to do this because this poses the greatest danger to you. But Gianna said, that's the choice that I want. I want that choice because I want my baby to live. I'm willing to sacrifice even my very life in order to give my child life. Now her colleagues in the medical world didn't understand he said, Gianna, just have the abortion. It's safe for you. You'll still be able to have children. You'll still be able to try again. But she refused because she knew that abortion was always wrong, that it's always wrong to intentionally kill an innocent human being and that abortion would do that. And so she said, no, I'm not going to do it. And she actually said, if you have to decide between me and the child, do not hesitate. I demand that you save the child. Now the surgery that she went through, they finally said, okay, Gianna, we're going to do the, the surgery. Like you asked, it was a success. The tumor was removed and her daughter was born via C-section and everything seemed to be going well. But unfortunately, Gianna got an infection as a result of the surgery. 
And this infection became worse and worse. She was in intense internal pain for several days. And she was only at the very end able to say goodbye to her children and her heartbroken husband when it was realized she wasn't going to make it. And as it was touch and go in the last couple of days before she died, Gianna seemed to already be tasting heaven. She already seemed to be enjoying some of the joy of the afterlife coming because one day Pietro came in to visit her and she said to him, Pietro, I was on the other side already. And if I could tell you what I saw, one day I will tell you. She was already beginning to experience the joys of heaven that Jesus had been preparing for this saintly mom. Now, when her sufferings finally came to an end and she died of the infection, she was only 39 years old. And because of the holiness of her life, her cause for sainthood was opened and presented to the Pope. Now, I had mentioned in previous episodes in this show that the process to become a saint is actually quite difficult because the church will normally require miracles to happen on earth as a result of the person praying from heaven. And so Gianna's miracle is so fitting for how she lived her life. Because in the year 2000, a woman named Elizabeth was 16 weeks pregnant with her fourth child when she sustained a tear in her placenta, which resulted in the loss of the amniotic fluid that is supposed to be in there. And she was told by doctors that the baby's chance of survival was next to none and that she should have an abortion. So a very similar case to Gianna's. But Elizabeth decided not to give up, and she prayed that Gianna Beretta Mola from heaven would grant her this healing so that she could have a healthy baby. And despite not having any amniotic fluid in her uterus, she delivered a healthy baby girl by cesarean section on May 31st, 2000. And of course, she named the girl Gianna. And so 42 years later, this miracle was accepted and the church declared St. Gianna Beretta Mola a saint. And what's especially amazing is that at her canonization, when she was declared a saint, her husband was there, her children were there, including the daughter that she had died in order to give birth to, and the miracle daughter who had been born to Elizabeth. All of them were present when St. Gianna became a saint officially. Now, based on her amazing life, it's pretty easy to see why St. Gianna has become known as the patron saint of the pro-life movement, because she spent her life teaching on and living out the belief that every human being is to be treasured. Now, in our culture today, it is very easy to see that the life of the human person is not respected. It's not upheld in our laws, and there's no clearer example of this than in the reality of legalized abortion. Abortion is a horrible procedure in which a baby in the womb is poisoned to death or dismembered, decapitated inside what should be the safest place in the world, his own mother's womb. And this has happened because our laws have arbitrarily stripped preborn babies of their human right to live. People have said that because these children are younger than us, that are smaller than us, they're less developed than us, that we as a society have the right to allow them to be killed. And every single day, thousands of mothers 
decide to sacrifice their children for the sake of convenience, for an easier life, for greed, for selfishness, or for the pride of knowing that they have the choice of life and death for their children. Last year alone, over 73 million children globally were aborted in the womb. An unimaginable horror, the bloodshed that is taking place. And so now, more than ever, we need people like St. Gianna who are willing to stand up for life and say the truth that every human being, whether they're born or pre-born, deserves the right to live. We need people who will fight for a society that doesn't pit mothers against their children, but supports both of them, that helps women with unplanned pregnancies, which helps them with the resources they need, and that fights for laws that will give full protection to preborn babies, that will ban abortion for good, that will make it illegal, and that would hold anyone who tries to harm children accountable for their crimes. St. Gianna wanted a society where human life was treasured and valued. And she was willing to sacrifice her own life for the sake of her preborn baby. So let us pray that like her, we would also fight for a society where every human life is treated as a precious treasure from God. And so let's pray for that grace right now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Gianna, because you valued human life so highly, you were truly grieved when you lost two of your own babies to miscarriage. And I know that there are probably women listening in right now who have gone through a similar tragedy, who have lost a child during their pregnancy. Help them to be comforted by the consolation of the Holy Spirit as you were. St. Gianna, pray for these women who have suffered as you have. Help them to reject any lies that they have believed about themselves. Lies like, this was somehow my fault. I could have done something different. Well, the truth is this, it wasn't your fault. You're not guilty. In our broken world, complications happen, but it wasn't your fault. God doesn't want you to carry around the burden of guilt for a tragedy that you've gone through. Sometimes also women suffer because well-meaning people say extremely hurtful things in an attempt to make them feel better. Things like, well, it's a good thing it happened early so you didn't get attached. Well, of course you were attached. This is a lie. Of course you were attached to that child. It's not helpful to explain away the natural pain that you feel when you lose a baby. Sometimes people will also say horrible things like, well, you can always try it again. As if human life was somehow repeatable or that you didn't lose a unique baby that no other child will be able to replace. St. Gianna, pray for all women who have gone through this suffering so that they can receive the healing that they need. St. Gianna, you were also a champion of the sanctity of human life in a culture that did not always respect it. By your very life and death, you testified to the goodness of human life and the evil of abortion. And so with you, we pray for an end to abortion throughout the world. 
that it would be made illegal, that babies would be protected in the womb. And we pray for the conversion of all those who have participated in abortion, for all activists who have fought for abortion rights, for all doctors who perform the surgeries, for all legislators that have passed unjust laws, for all men who have pressured their girlfriends and wives and paid for them to kill their own children. And in a special way, I pray for all women who have participated in the abortion of their own child, especially those that are listening in right now, that they would see that, yes, what they did was very seriously wrong, that they murdered their own baby, but that there is no sin outside of the mercy and the love of Jesus, that Jesus wants them to come back to himself, that he has been waiting for this opportunity to tell them that they are loved and that he has a plan for their life. And that they can be forgiven even for their abortion. St. Gianna, help them experience the love of God and this ability to turn away from their sin and experience freedom and healing in Jesus. St. Gianna Beretta Mola, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.